Was I singing uh, Humming Lizzo? Were you humming Lizzo? Do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the hurdle today. The what? So there's wordle, there's cross wordle, there's quirtle, and there's hurdle. So this every morning, it's like my morning. I play all the hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> Better when we start the podcast. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba television podcast. (laughs) I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, the bastard executioner himself, Dustin Rolls. Hello, Dan. You know, New Amsterdam got canceled. Not canceled. It's It's ending next year. Yeah, it has another season coming next year. Yeah, but it's only Very 15 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Have we heard anything about The Resident? I don't know anything about The Resident, Tori. <laughs> Could it's your favorite me. show. Yeah, it's your favorite show. I don't watch The Resident, goddammit. So now that New Amsterdam is ending, does that mean that you will have to fill this hole in your heart with The Resident? Yes. I don't, I don't, I, that can't be true. I'm sure another hospital drama will come along. I think Chicago is full of them. Oh, I can't. I'm not going to watch one of those <laughs> Chicago shows. You seem to have a lot of, uh, you know, stipulations and boundaries and standards. Mm-hmm. And yet I still watch a lot of crap. So wow. I can't have too many stipulations. <laughs> what if they find a hospital in the sinkhole on oh. La Brea? Oh, I like it. A right? Spin-off, a hospital spinoff of yeah. La Brea. Yeah. Like a modern hospital set in the uh, dinosaur age. It fell through the hole. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That well, like sense. an ambulance did fall through and they had to get like medical supplies from it. Yeah. I mean, at some point, someone's going to dig up the opium and need to treat yes. wounds with it or whatever you do with opium. Yeah, you just you just pour the opium on top of the wound. That's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how uh, uh-huh. medicine works. That's Yep. <laughs> I like it. We why don't they pay us? I know. Pour <laughs> <laughs> uh, some opium, stat. <laughs> I bet House did that one time. It's just the show went long enough that none of us remember. Because he was really grumpy about it because he wanted to use the opium for like his <laughs> leg. <laughs> All right, Dan. What are we talking about tonight? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I've I've already lost track. Um, Dan's not feeling great this week, so I think Tori and I are gonna have to carry it. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. I'm just it's a little it's a little under the weather. It's not serious, but it's enough to be annoyed. Well, what are you drinking for it? Are you drinking opium? I'm not. I'm uh, I'm just drinking a. It's probably not good to drink it, but I I'm not drinking alcohol, so I'm just drinking a Diet Coke. Oh. Oh. Alcohol seems like a the wrong idea. Not if it's a hot toddy. Oh, well. That's medically approved. Well, probably. I know some doctors who drink them. Maybe next time. I don't know what what even goes into a hot toddy. Okay. I don't know either. Okay, so. Well, I I mean, I'm not like a bartender, but this is how I make my hot toddies. Okay. All right, so you heat up some water like you're going to make tea. So it's based, It's literally just you're making tea, only instead of putting tea in it, you put whiskey in it. So you have lemon. You squeeze like a half a lemon. 
Uh, you put in like a big spoonful of honey or, you know, to taste, but like, let's be honest, a big spoonful because you're doing it for your throat. This is for your health, right? Right, right? So like a shit ton of honey and lemon. And then I put in a stick of cinnamon. Mm. It's the only reason I buy sticks of cinnamon uh, is for hot toddies. And then you add that and then you add your whiskey and you kind of mix mm. it all up and then you top it with the hot water. And so you make... Does it, does it taste like whiskey? It it tastes, honestly, it kind of still does taste like tea, except you haven't put any tea in it. Ah. Um, Cause you're putting, at least for me, I put in enough lemon and honey and cinnamon that the, the whiskey is, it's there, but it's toned down. It's very yeah. soothing and also still will get you buzzed. Right, I can't drink whiskey unless it's a shot, just to get it over with. Well, this is a shot's worth. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. I can give it a shot. Or or more. Sec. Sometimes I put in, you know, a shot or two. Back in law school, we all convinced ourselves when we got cold that what we could we could smoke it out. So we just smoke half a pack of cigarettes in like two hours. Yeah. And you well, would starve the cold with cigarettes. Is that how it works? I don't know. Huh? Mm. That's some faulty logic, is what was going on. Yeah. Well, and then, then we you just have poured the flip some side. opium on it. <laughs> or then there was when I was in college and I was trying to be like, I definitely don't smoke cigarettes. I'll just smoke cloves. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then you smoke two cloves and immediately get like a sore throat and assume yep. that you're dying. But it's just because <laughs> you've been smoking cloves. And that's a terrible idea. They smell so good, though. They smell great. So your room smells Amazing. like incense. You feel like yes. death. And eventually, for your health, you just start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> College is great. <laughs> I'm impressed I made it out. Oh my gosh. Uh, Tori, what are you drinking? Oh, I still have more blackberry bramble. Um, so I have I'm having a can of that. And I'm gonna warn you, I may need to get another can. Uh, but I also might not because my cat is in my lap and if I wake mm. her up, she's gonna be a nightmare. So we've got a delicate balance between my alcohol intake and uh, my cat. <laughs> I want to find some of this blackberry bramble. Yeah, so you still haven't had it. No, wait. Blackberry bramble. Is it in a can? It's in a can. Well, so it's from a very local brewery. It's like literally. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. That's right. That's it's right. Stone Corral. So, um, right. yeah, blackberry bramble sour. Um, so, yeah, it's from the next town over. I. They stock it in the grocery store there. I don't know how much wider they get from that. <laughs> um, but, you know, next time you're in Vermont, I'll have to, you should either go, because they have like a whole restaurant pub. And you can, I'm sure it'll be raining someday. You can just sit outside by yourself in the rain. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. You love that. Um, what are you drinking, Dustin? Oh, I'm, I'm drinking the same thing I drank last week. I don't remember what it was called. It's an Austin Street black label. I, I don't know. It's dark in this room. Do you guys podcast in the dark? Just me? What? What? I mean, no, but why? Why in the dark? Atmosphere. I mean, there's my laptop light. And that's the only light in the room. I mean, you're setting, you're making quite a mental image, but um, <laughs> like, are you ashamed? and or embarrassed no. I just it's ambiance ambiance for this conversation that's right 
Okay. You're trying to get in the mood to talk to us? Uh-huh. You can't talk to us with the lights on, like an honest, no. you know. Sexy times aren't as fun that way. Uh, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, Dustin. Are you, <laughs> all right. Are you wearing pants? I am wearing pants. Okay. And a shirt? Just, a, just another and reason why this podcast will never do video. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and I would be like nicely dressed and Dustin would just be like a floating face in like yeah. a void. <laughs> it's just the backlight of the laptop screen. Do you ever do the, you know, the old Conan sketch like in the year 2000? In the year 2000. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yes, like. I'm sure it does. Okay. All right. Well, so, Dustin's a weirdo. And uh, we got we got a lot of TV this week. Um, we have uh, the third round of our uh, fiscal first quarter categorization challenge. We are in the round of eight, so that's that's fun. Is this um, the round we're adding wild cards back in? Uh, no, we'll, we'll discuss that. But no, Dan's not feeling not. up to it this week. No, we're not oh, doing is it, is we're it no, no wild cards. That's right. It's Dan's <laughs> fault. Okay. My fault. I feel like I'm just getting put off. This is, you know, I get huh. it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Upload uh, premiered and uh, season two, was it Friday? Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. Dustin's seen the whole thing already because he was short. Upload. Well, yeah, but still, you, you, watched, <laughs> you watched it all. You just couldn't, couldn't get enough. Uh, and other shows, uh, Severance, we've been talking about Winning Time. Uh, but before that, it's uh, Tor- Tori has a very special edition of her, uh, her returning segment, Kung Fu Corner. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So it's Kung Fu Corner time. Uh, Kung, Fu- Kung Fu came back for the second season last Wednesday, March 9th. I don't know if you guys heard us talking about it. Um, and because I always always do my homework um i'm just gonna ask some very pointed (laughs) questions to dustin (laughs) oh me oh good yeah no so this is going to be a uh a joint recap session so okay all right so dustin yes is nikki like a superwoman now yeah like the stuff that she touched last at the end of last season made her like super strong and like has a lot of endurance. The and Bianca en- energy. Yes. yes. Is that how you say it? Bianca. Bianca. Yeah. Mm. I think. Well, I, you know, don't quote that me. That sounds right. Right. Yeah, oh, that okay. sounds right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, like, can do lots of uh, kicking ass without um, her heart rate even going up. So she released the energy by breaking down those weapons, but then she mm-hmm. also got some of it. Apparently. Okay. So she's kind of kind of a little bit buffy. Yes. Okay. Um, and she has a cousin now. Yes, Mia. Mia. Mia, yeah. Yeah. Who is yeah? Who, who's her mom's sister's daughter and her mom's sister? Oh wait, there was um there was some um uh, a shared was it it wasn't a necklace it was a bra- bracelets. Yes. Bracelets. Yes. So they both have bracelets, which is how they found 
uh, Nikki's mom found the connection. I don't know, man. There were some bracelets and a connection that brought Mia and Nikki together. Does Mia have the energy? No, but I mean, no, the, I think the bracelets is how she figured it out. I also, okay, Derek unmasked. <laughs> Derek so the, unmasked. There was an assassin, yeah. Yeah. So I, think, ass- I think his name is Evan. I mean, I've never seen the show, but. No, well, I'm pretty sure it's Derek. It could be Trevor. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, because there was an assassin who was going after Mia. Yes. Right. And he came, oh, and that's the thing about Derek this week. I didn't, he kicked some ass this week. I mean, he got his ass kicked, but he also kicked some ass. Really? Like, I haven't seen a lot of, I don't remember Derek, like. No, because he was just like a lawyer. Yeah, but this year he's got like some skills. Do you think he was training in between seasons to like match? Because like Henry's obviously, you know, like very bad. That may very well be it. But also uh, Nikki is training with her brother. Oh, Ryan? Is that right? Ryan. Who? But it might just be cover, but then he's not actually training. But maybe get training a little. I don't know. Well, Dan, what's the deal with? Do you know anything about <laughs> Ryan training? Is that is he actually I, I, training or just I, in the room? Well, with her? well, again, I've never I've never actually watched the show, so I right. can't I can't speak to that. But I I believe what my understanding of of what they're saying on the internet is that uh, he was kind of uh, he's been kind of tracking her progress, and so it's it's more oh, so of like he's, he's you know not, he's doing like it's almost like he's doing okay. the running the numbers on he's her. He's like a trainer. Yes. Right. Not so he's training. not going to actually learn to, to kick fight. ass himself. At least not from what we saw in this episode. Uh, I see. According to the internet, yeah. which I read. But Derek did. He kick he ass. is now an ass kicker. Well, there was a, if, if you remember last season, again, I've never seen the show, but there, I, I think there, there was a little, he got into some, a couple scraps. Yeah. So it's okay. more. Right. He was, yeah. But he, he was, he was, he was really impressive this week, though. Mm-hmm. More than I thought I remembered. Also, the white man dance was just like out of the world, out of this world. It was fantastic. <laughs> what? The white man dance he did with his like, he, with his like thumbs in the air and like, it was like a dance sequence. And Derek gets all white. When, when everyone, all the young people are dancing together. Yes. And he look, he sticks out like a white guy. Yeah. That checks out. I mean, he kind of did that in the the car, the road trip bit. Last okay, season. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, the road trip that was my favorite episode. That was, yeah, that was a great one. Uh, okay, so the assassin who is going after Mia is mm-hmm. working for Russell Tan. Yes. So he's probably going to be the big bad. So he's not satisfied with the fact that the weapons were destroyed. He still clearly got some plans. So he was like the really rich. Yeah, I don't really understand his motivation, but yeah. I'm sure we'll find out. Okay, all right. Um, Jelan is in prison. Yes, and she's like getting bullied by uh, other people who don't know that she's about to uh, unload some whoop-ass on them. Yeah, that's going to be satisfying. Yeah, and weirdly it will be, even though like she was the villain. Yeah. But now she's like, gonna come into the fold I guess is like a good person they're gonna Negan her oh <laughs> yeah it's a tried and true method 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, let's talk about the dumplings. Uh, the dumplings are doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. And there's a new chef. Sebastian. Hot. Very hot. Super hot. And also, I'm convinced, is evil. Oh, no. You I think so? He's just like a hot guy comes in off the street and like knows how to do everything in the kitchen and just happens to want to work for them. That's, That's no coincidence. Material. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Jesus. There's something going on. I don't think that he just knows. Just like, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know. Okay. So. What would you think of Dan if a, a hot guy came off the street and started working for uh, the restaurant? Did something sinister? Something well, I mean, it definitely nefarious. seems to be uh, uh, fortuitous timing. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. Uh, That's what I would you think. Know, it's it's you just you just accept your good fortune and keep going. I mean, we're not going to they... have like a love quadrangle, are we? Well, I don't think Derek counts anymore, right? Like they He's they put that to bed. And nobody, I mean, have we have we even seen the chef's shoulders yet? Like his uh, bare shoulders? No, but I don't think so. But man, I think that's going to be a, a, a real sight. treat. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have like a full-on shoulder off at some point? I don't know. He's <laughs> like he like jumped to number one on this on this show. He's like Henry. Just forget about Henry Sebastian. Are you kidding? Never. Nope, no. no. Don't I'm discount not, him. No. Wow. No. Those no, are it's, bold yeah. words. Whoa. I mean, has 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 this chef even smirked? satisfyingly like in the background while Nikki kicked some bad guys like has he I, has he even done that because Henry's done that like every episode well I don't think so yet but yeah. he, he may he, he just hadn't had the opportunity Have he, has yet. he smirked at all uh, he's got a he's got a kind of a smirk going yeah okay well he's a smirky kind of guy but, but in, not in I a, feel like that smirk was aimed more toward Ryan than uh, than Nikki oh god damn from what I hear Oh. oh, I like that. Although, yeah, um, I guess that that that's actually better for me. <laughs> why do you think that makes him evil? No, it makes him available. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Justin, is there anything you think that we've missed? And are comprehensive? I don't think so. Like, it looks like... So, Nikki, like, uh, the restaurant is hopping. Uh, Nikki's, like, basically... uh, She's, like, the Batman of the city, only, like, she, like, doesn't have to kick everybody's ass now. She, like, talks people into, like, giving back the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. The stuff that they steal, yeah. Yeah. She's not, like, a vigilante in that, yeah. Right. She's, She's and, not like all um, moody about it. <laughs> and she and Mia are, uh, Mia's moved in with the family. And I, I guess something's going to happen with those two and against Russell Tan. And theoretically, Jalan will, something will happen with her in prison and she'll. Yes. Yeah. They'll probably She's, all have to side against him. I bet. Yeah. I would imagine. Hmm. Well, it's a good I'm opening in. episode. Yeah. Were there any more of the flowers, the like little special magic flowers? I don't remember any mm. special magic flowers. 
remember at the end of last season when it was like it was like the magic was released, the the energy was released, and then it made the the flowers bloom. I do remember that, but okay. I don't remember that See. in this episode. Hmm. Is that correct, yeah. Dan? Uh, from my understanding, I, I don't believe they appeared in this okay, episode. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Just making sure that Tori wasn't gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a good place to end. All right, all right, fair enough. That, that, was, a, that was a pretty good kind of I feel like maybe it should be, it should be tr- Dustin trying to explain it every week and Tori just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe we can take turns. I'm okay with that. Um, that was Kung Fu Corner. Uh, every it'll be it's a new episode this Wednesday, uh, which is the day that this podcast releases. And at the same so, time as Survivor, it makes it so easy to remember because you can watch the new episode of Kung Fu while listening to us rehash <laughs> the old episode of Kung Fu. Right. It's a or just listen to this segment right before. And then it's like you've you've had your you know you're ready to watch the next episode. Yeah, you don't have to watch the like last week on segment. You can just skip just ahead. Hear me bumble my way through it. Yeah, very helpful. I, we're probably I think we're help- <laughs> we might be helpful. We're not unhelpful. No. Yeah. We're not misleading. So, uh, Survivor did debut last week. Dan, did you see Survivor? I did watch Survivor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even uh, remember who was voted out anymore. You don't remember what? Who was voted? Oh, 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 we lost a guy because of Lithium. Oh, my God, that guy had the best story. Like, we were all like, he was only there for two days, but he's like our all-time favorite Survivor contestant. Except for that, uh, the woman that just has a huge grin on her face. Oh, my God, she's the best. Yeah, it was, uh, it was unfortunate that they... Uh the that one uh, i'm forgetting his name right now but that one guy he had to leave uh because of like a medical situation yes uh and uh and then they they ended up voting out uh oh shoot i'm forgetting on his his name but one of the skinny he he made a skinny oh zach zach yeah that's right yeah yeah wait a skinny alliance yeah, so he he tried to make a an alliance with another guy on his tribe whose name was I think the other guy's Romeo, um, but they they were joking their joking name was like oh it's like the skinny alliance because they're just two like skinny. Mm-hmm. Guys. I remember Zach's names Zach's name because he reminded me a little of Zach Woods, uh, just in that skinny sort of way. Yeah, kind of like awkward beanpole. Yes. But he, yeah, everybody was happy to see him go. Was the other one cousin Greg? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm I watched a lot of reality TV this week, and I don't normally. So I'm like, I watch Top Chef and then Survivor, and then finally watch the Amazing Race finale, and it's all sort of jumbling in my head now. So you don't know which one was a a a, a race, and which one was a quick fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's a lot of reality TV. Yeah, and the South Dakota woman was voted off the Top Chef. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, who was not very good. Well, she had she had been, if I'm remembering correctly, she was kind of on the lower end in the first episode too. Yes, she was. 
think she was in the bottom three. But that guy yeah. who's the, the the guy who uh, worked at the best restaurant in the world or whatever, he kind of sucks. What's the best restaurant in the world? I don't know. Someplace in Copenhagen, I think. Uh, I don't know. It's like he worked. It's like the one restaurant with like three Michelin stars or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's their gimmick? Do they have a gimmick or no? They oh, charge I don't you know. a lot of money. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, There's also a guy on the uh, uh, the season that has COVID and he can't smell anything, but he hasn't told anybody that. And I'm like super rooting for that guy. Well, he's said it a couple. Like people have like helped taste stuff for him. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Because he can't taste. <laughs> It's hilarious. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd say it's different. hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's like a neat sort of like a challenge. Like the degree of difficulty is higher, and he's doing okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm trying to think of who else who else on the season has been kind of intriguing so far. Um, the Buddha, the Australian Asian guy, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, partially just because the accent i'm like oh that's that's you don't i mean he, here you don't hear it every day obviously um it's appropriately this week uh was queso week the quick fire was queso <gasps> yeah it's set in houston too yeah oh yeah so that had to like, be hard to watch see this is why i can't watch the show it just would make me angry and hungry and then one person decided not to do queso what do you mean right he, he did queso? like he did some sort of like uh he crispy to, queso. There's always like, the there's fuck? always someone who tries to like to tries to zag Decon- a little too hard. Yeah, deconstruct then, like, the queso. Yeah, but then it turns out it's like no. The challenge is you still have to make queso. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a quick fire, so it wasn't like you know he didn't go home. But... He should have. <laughs> fuck with queso. No, I that mean come on. Sacred. They had they all had to make something to go with their queso, and it couldn't be tortilla chips. There were some odd choices, but some of it sounded really good. I mean, the answer is French fries. You put it on French fries. That does sound good. I don't think anybody did French French fries. fries. I don't think anybody did that. I think somebody did something with mushrooms. I'm like, no, that's not right. Uh, It depends, I guess, on what you do with the mushrooms. Was it like big Uh, fat portobellos or was it like little tiny? I don't know, but you don't put ruin queso with mushrooms. It's disgusting. So so if you think of queso, like if you think of like a cheese fondue, like a a traditional thing is to like dip vegetables Mm. in the fondue. It doesn't just have to be bread. So if if you treat queso as a type of fondue, you can then dip veg. Wasn't working for me. I think somebody had pickles. Oh, that'd be good. What? No, it doesn't. That sounds terrible. Pickles are delicious and cheese is delicious. But not together. Why not together? Because it's that's gross. That it's, would not be gross. What kind? I mean, are we talking like big fat dill pickles or like? No, I don't think it was like that. It's there. like fancy chef pickles or something. Dude. The guy who won had uh, Serrano peppers. He like <gasps> and queso. That Which yes, like, that would be excellent. Yeah, yeah. It was simple and great. And I, I'm sorry, we're talking way too much about Top Chef. No, we're talking about queso. That's right. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's it's a it it's it's interesting to see how they try to tweak the formula. Because um, I mean, Top Chef's been on now for night. This is season 19, I think. Yeah. And. Um, and then, like, same with Survivor. I mean, except Survivor's on 42. 
Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, just to see how they try to tweak the formula and like change stuff up. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to watch. Um, yeah, the because... main challenge this week was set on a football field. And like they had head to head matchups between the chefs, and the winner would get so many yards, and mm-hmm. they tried to score a touchdown uh, as part of the big challenge. Yeah. And it didn't quite. I mean, no. they've done they've done head to head style like these kinds of team battles before. This one felt a little bit too gimmicky, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just you're doing something and you don't need to make it like a sports ripoff. Like, say yeah. you were trying to like you know vote television shows together. It doesn't have to be like <laughs> right. referencing some kind of like sports bracket. Right. Like you could just you know right. The right. the one thing that they did that I that I thought was interesting was with the with the format was that when they they would switch back and forth between like which team went first. And so when they said who was going first, they would announce what their dish was and then the other team could choose who to send up against them. So going second gave you an advantage where you could be like, oh, like if it's the same kind of dish, then you could say, oh, let's put our same it wasn't necessarily steak, but let's just say it was steak. Then, like, let's put our same steak up against their steak because it's a good head-to-head comparison. You know, we think we can win that. Um, or you'd go the opposite direction and be like, oh, what if I, what if I, like, one of the teams made a mistake where they tried to put oh, the yeah. dessert up too early. Um, and they, thinking that it would win um, and it ended up kind of, like, hurting them. Um, and they said later, like, oh, yeah, if the two desserts had gone up together, the other one, the dessert that lost would have won. Oh, um, yeah. It's sort of like when you accidentally put ducktails up and then immediately put pushing yes. pieces up. Yeah, sometimes, exactly sometimes like yeah, you need to have some better strategy. Sometimes you need a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. you know, I was I was almost thinking maybe I would watch that episode of uh, Top Chef because of the queso, but now I'm just never going to watch it because it was football. <laughs> well, you can no, watch the first half of the episode and then just yeah. stop there. I'm a completist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not a diversion. No, no. Not, a diversion. not a tangent. Nope. <laughs> totally normal talk about, you know, reality TV. Absolutely. I talk. Oh, by the way, uh, the number one restaurant in the world is in Copenhagen and it is called Noma. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Hmm. Interesting. I think he must be like an intern there or something because he's, I don't know. <laughs> He's clearly not the one making the decisions. No. And I think he does everything vegan or tough. vegetarian. and ugh. I think Top Chef's a lot harder than it looks to us. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, know, I can make queso. Yeah, but you wouldn't even, like, what if putting it on pickles was genius and you're just like. Sure, sure. Would never. What would you have made? What would you have put queso over if you were on the show? Like, what would your. Well, now I'd put it on french fries. But that's only because you mentioned it. <laughs> okay, so imagine I hadn't given you an answer. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I could not think of anything to pair. Maybe fried chicken. Oh, oh that would be good. Yeah. Or like little chicken yeah. nuggets. Like yes. Yeah. You know the real best answer. More queso. Yeah. No, I would have made it like a queso soup and like just handed him a spoon. Be like, no, it's two layers. Of different quesos. <laughs> Producer Seth actually got Tori and I some queso from Houston sent to us this week. And man, that stuff was good. 
Yeah, we were celebrating slash mourning the fact that we're not all in Austin for South by Southwest. <sighs> that's oh, a good way right. to celebrate that. Yeah. What's going on right now? Yeah. So I did this thing with it. Um, I was selling them. So the queso came with uh, flour and corn tortillas. So I heated up the tortillas, but I also made French fries because I was absolutely going to make loaded fries out of this queso. It was so good. So I took the tortilla and I had already made like chili. So I did that. I took the tortilla. I put a couple French fries in it. I put the queso in it and then I put chili in it. And I oh, made that sounds so good. And then I just rolled it up into like a really fat taquito and ate it. Oh, that um, sounds perfect. It was kind of great. It was very <laughs> messy. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Shit just slopped out everywhere. <laughs> uh, but it was delicious. So you're just like, yeah, let me do that again. Queso kind of makes everything taste better. God, it's like if I have to lick something off my hand, it may as well be queso. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm so hungry. (laughs) All right, what are we talking about next? We need to stop. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to find a... uh, Yeah, okay, fine. A good good segue, and I couldn't, so... um, You should have severed the conversation. Oh, there you go. Good job, Tori. Thank Uh, you. Severance uh, seems to be the show we're keeping up with week to week, so let's keep doing that. Um, Is it just because uh, it's on Apple TV? It might just so. be because it's on Apple TV. Hmm. That's really good. Yeah, that seems really to be good. our favorite. Network. But it's hard to talk about because I don't. We don't. We don't know what the hell's going on. We right. don't know what's. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about it this week because I. Clearly, I either read something wrong or I'm, I, I might be picking up on something that no one else is, not no one else, but I'm just, I could just be totally wrong. But I asked these guys if Patricia Arquette is like a secret agent, if she's like working against Lumen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, why, are you t- why did you think that? And now I'm like, am I just crazy? Because the scene where she was talking to her underling about the, so she had gone and gotten the brain chip out of Petey's corpse <laughs> right. um, and the whole idea was to prove that he actually his like two sides of his personality had reintegrated which the company was claims is absolutely not possible right so now uh she had the chip analyzed it is in fact what happened to Petey which we know and it killed him so she is like she told her guy, like, no, 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 let's keep it between us. I want to have, like, I don't want to tell the board yet. I want to get all of the information first. So she's withholding things from the board, which, okay, could just be she's trying to cover her ass. Um, but then later in the episode, there was a scene where she's, like, watching on the monitors as, because she sent in um, uh, Dyke and Lockman. What's her character's name? Miss Casey? Uh, yeah, Miss Casey. The, yeah, the counselor. To like watch uh, Heli, but then like it's like Mark was taking Heli, and she she basically like has and her guy her like underling is sort of like getting in the way, you know, like or is questioning uh, what she's doing, and she's like, you know, no, sometimes you have to let something new happen. So she's clearly kind of like on top of what's going on, but not interfering. And redirecting the way that, like, the company would normally prefer. And mm. meanwhile, you could tell that she was upset. Wait. Yeah, yeah. You, you could tell going. that I'm she sorry. was upset when, um, I forget that guy's name. Um, but he he had left the printout of that painting. Right? Oh, yeah. 
uh, behind. And so the big thing that you find out is like the clearly the company has been um, feeding lies between departments to keep them separated. And so one way that they did this was like, um, uh, so John Turturro's character and Christopher Walken's character are totally in love <laughs> and the company knows it. Uh, and so the way that they, they start, they're trying to like stoke fears between the two departments. So the way they did it was they had this one painting that should have come from the design department, but it, it depicts supposedly an event in the past where the de design department massacred whatever they are, like the data department. And so, you know, one character's like freaking out about it and uses it as proof that like, you know, you can't trust Christopher Walken's department. So they, they had gone to Christopher Walken's department and there they found a copy of the painting, like the actual painting in a frame, but the badges are different. That painting depicts the planning department massacring the design department or data department massacring, whatever. Right, right. So it's clearly like the company is manipulating both sides uh, to make them irrationally afraid of each other and separate them. Uh, and so, uh -huh. but the whole thing was that like, you know, Patricia Arquette's character found out that her underling had like left that printout at the copier for Mark's team to find. And you and she seemed upset, but then she was like, "No, you know, you you use your judgment. Like that makes sense." It was kind of like she she didn't want to like. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just I'm starting to think. I that, can see that. I don't know. So she could be covering herself, but I also am kind of like it's she just is acting suspicious in a way that I'm wondering if maybe she's somehow involved with whatever group, Petey had been in contact with. Mm -hmm. um, You've either Yaspered this or Yasmined this. Man. I want to know. Here, here's here's what I want. What the fuck was with the goats? No, the screaming they, fucking goats. Because they have to test all of the the brain stuff. I imagine. Like they're clear. I mean, if they're doing if they're doing oh, all of these these experiments. And those baby like, goats. Maybe. We also well, they're not, not yet because they're they like you said they're too they're not ready. They're not ready. But the other thing is, we have no idea. We still don't know what Lumen does. Right. Right. And so At even when, most, it seems like it's vaguely medical. Right. Maybe. But even when um, Heli was saying, like, what if what we're doing with the numbers is actually, like, affecting the goats? Right. <laughs> or whatever. Oh God, like no. we're choosing which goat. To kill yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So we have no idea, but clearly, like, they're being used for some sort of experiment. Poor goats. Stuff's very cute. Not the good screaming there. though, the screaming though was really annoying. I mean, it's just they're just babies. I know, I know. They can't help it. <laughs> well, Tori, it's interesting because when you when you first said uh, suggested your theory, at, at least as far as like why she was why uh, Patricia Arquette was not, uh, you know, reporting everything to the board, um, that scene felt like. I guess to me that that scene felt more like just covering, uh, you know, covering her mistakes. Um, but the but you're I, I think you're definitely right that there's something she's doing something and it has to do with the fact that she's she has an, a, a particular interest in Mark uh, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, she's giving him some kind of leeway. And I wonder because the only thing we know about Mark, I mean, we know his wife died. 
So he's got like grief as a, as a reason to be there, but that shouldn't be that necessarily that much different from anyone else. Right. I mean, you've literally got a character trying to kill herself in the office and nobody seems that bothered by it. Right. Um, but you also know that Mark was PD's best friend. So is she monitoring Mark? Was she, was she like running around his house thinking that he knew something about PD? Like to, in order to find PD for the company or was she doing it to find PD for other reasons? Right, right. So I don't know. And they met up at PD's funeral. Well, but she had to get the chip. So right, yeah. Whatever. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I really like her character, and now I'm like, maybe she's not. You know, a horrible company person. She might be, <laughs> but what if she isn't? Her stealing his dead wife's candle was a little rude, though. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um. So anyway. What matters is that Christopher Walken and John Turturro are adorable. Right. So adorable. The other thing that's kind of, I mean, it, it's not the uh, biggest, uh, it's not the biggest through line right now, but the other thing that's kind of, I find interesting is the, um, the way that, uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Rickon, uh, Mark's brother-in-law. Oh yeah. His how his book, which kind of like accidentally became, has become like contraband that the everyone in the data department has seen. Um, it, it's like kind of like that pop psychology of like, oh, you should, you know, you have to be your own person and like blah blah blah. Like it's just like that kind of nonsense. But right. because they're all severed and don't, you know, have, you know, in some ways the uh, intellectual maturity of a child that it's like they're reading it and they're like oh this is like it 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 seems like they're playing it as if like they're starting to be like inspired by it or maybe yeah. it's gonna gonna lead them down a path where they uh, where they get um, uh, where you know it, it leads them to further misbehave yeah question authority like yeah. start to break free well it was amazing too because the quotes that they would read from it like one every it would like almost alternate like some of them were just absolute word salad nonsense right like just new agey crap and then, then every other one would be like oh actually like that kind of seems legit <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one that killed me was where he's like you know when I was in my 20s and my like novel didn't take off like <laughs> you know it wasn't my career or like me that was a problem it was literature that was a problem and right. i needed to break literature <laughs> it was like oh now i know everything i need to know about your character yeah 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 anyway it continues to be a good show agree yes. ellie didn't die she did not also, well, I, I knew realized, that last week. I, Whatever. Okay, Dustin. <laughs> I have screeners. <laughs> I also realized that I was getting uh, Brit Brit Lower, who plays Helly. I was getting her uh, uh, confused with um, other actors named Brit, which is weird. So not actors other... that looked alike, just actors also named Brit. No, yeah, just actors named Brit. So. I was like, oh, 
Britt, uh, uh, Britt Lower. She was in, uh, she was in, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Middleman, the old uh, Natalie yeah. Morales show. And I was like, no, that was Britt Morgan. I was like, oh, okay. So it's not her. Oh, oh she's the one who created the OA. It's like, no, that's Britt Marling. I'm like, all right. I don't, I just want to Brit. I don't, I don't even know who, realize that. Yeah. I don't know who she is. She was in Man Seeking Woman. That's where I've actually seen her. Oh, I vaguely remember that show and not liking it and quitting. It was too weird for me. Uh, Dustin just doesn't like love, is what That's I'm right. hearing. I yeah. hate love. <laughs> but you know what I do love? Basketball. That's not even true. <laughs> the 80s. That, well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of. <laughs> the 80s were your time. Yeah. They, well, <laughs> I think that brings us to winning time. It does. New, the new HBO show about the uh, rise of the Lakers dynasty. Uh, it's from Adam McKay. Uh, famously, is the uh, show that uh, is responsible for the uh, breakup between McKay and Farrell, Will Farrell, oh. longtime business partner, because he. So, Will Farrell wanted to play Jerry Buss, and uh, Adam McKay instead cast Michael Shannon. And I guess Will Ferrell was okay with that. But then Michael Shannon dropped out because he didn't like all the uh, fourth wall breaking uh, his character was doing. He thought it was kind of lame and gimmicky. So he quit. And then Adam McKay brought in Will Ferrell's best friend, John C. Riley, without even discussing it with Ferrell. And John C. Riley ended up having to tell Will Ferrell that he'd been cast instead of Will Ferrell. Even though Will Ferrell was like, McKay's business partner and like close friend and like John C. Riley was like their shared best friend. It was like a total mess. So that's apparently the reason why they don't talk. But I also heard other rumors that I'm not going to talk about because they're salacious. Yeah. Wait, but if was Will Ferrell a, a producing partner on this show? I, I so he I, like he just wasn't informed of the casting. Right. Well, I think. I'm not sure if they had dissolved their business partnership by then. I think it was, I think they were starting to sever it for business, for, for reasons that, because Will Ferrell didn't want to be involved with so many projects. He wanted to be like, okay, I, I have a family and I want to hang out with them sometimes too. Yeah. And then, and then Adam McKay sort of like hastened that by just not letting Ferrell know that he wasn't even going to be considered for the part of Jerry Buss. But Farrell would not have worked. And in fact, Michael Shannon, I don't think would have worked nearly as well. But Michael Shannon, ironically, was very right about the fourth wall breaking because it is the one sort of like annoying thing about the show. The weakness, they keep, yeah. Yeah, they keep talking to the camera. In the first episode, they do, Jerry Buss does a lot and it's really annoying. The second episode, Magic Johnson only does it once and whatever. Um, anyway, um, John C. Riley is perfect as Jerry Buss, and I kind of came in predisposed not wanting to like this because of Adam McKay, because I didn't like Don't Look Up, and because I think McKay's kind of a jackass. <laughs> and there's a lot of, like, McKay stuff in it that's sort of annoying like the fourth wall breaking and the sort of stylistic flourishes, but my God, it's such a good story. It's it's so good. And I know there's a lot of dramatic liberties being taken, but you know, having 
growing up sort of more in the late 80s, early 90s, I knew the contours of the story, and, you know, the basics, but to have all the details, oh, it's just fascinating as hell. But are Will Ferrell and John C. Riley still friends? Yes, okay. yes. Their uh, friendship is fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's really the main thing. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, but, and then, but so, so what are the contours of the, like, what, are the but, Lakers important? Well, yes. <laughs> and also, why? <laughs> well, so so I guess the NBA was sort of like not a huge league. It wasn't like it nearly as popular as it, as it is now, or particularly as it was in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and then Jerry Buss bought the Lakers in 79. He came in, he drafted Magic Johnson. He had this sort of plan to not only build the dynasty, but to sort of like create this rivalry with Celtics and sort of like, I mean, he created Showtime. It's like, we want to make this like entertaining for fans. And so it's fun to see John C. Riley building this organization. And cause he's like such a goofy, loopy, he's a John C. Riley character. I don't know what the real Jerry Buss is like, but like this guy is like John C. Riley only on Coke and sleeping with all the Playboy models at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> and uh, then they have Jerry West, who is the coach, who's like battling his own demons and depressed and angry and lashing out at everyone. And um, and then Magic Johnson comes in and like, oh, right now, he's just, he hasn't started yet. He's been drafted, so that's coming. But I'm really excited to see how, because they got to figure out how he works with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and then Larry Bird and that whole Celtics rivalry. It's going to be fun, I think. All of which is to say, even if you don't like basketball, you should watch it. Because I don't watch basketball anymore. I, I did then, but it's just really a fun show from the perspective of a non-basketball person. Tori, you would love the show. Well, and I was going to say, if you want to see Will Ferrell doing basketball uh -huh. stuff, you can always oh, yeah. watch the, what is it, like the 2007 movie? No, 2008 movie, Semi-Pro. Oh, I remember that. Where he's Vaguely. The 70s, and he is playing basketball with Woody Harrelson and... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Andre Benjamin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we watched uh, Blades of Glory this last week just because we watched Cutting Edge and we decided to follow it up by watching the uh, parody of basically Absolutely makes Cutting sense. Edge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I've forgotten all about Summer Pro. Yeah. How did uh, Cutting Edge did. hold up? Cutting Edge held up much better than I thought it would. How did Blades of Glory hold up? Um, that was the twins' first uh, exposure to like a really dumb ass comedy. And they liked it a lot. That's true. Because I guess kids don't really have... Because we, like... We used to have, like, the Naked Gun movies. And then right. there were the Scary Movie movies. Like, there were a lot of really just dumb parody yeah. comedies. Mm -hmm. Hot Shots. And, yes. And Blades of Glory is not a particularly good movie. But just if you've never seen a truly dumb comedy, that's a good one to start with. That's true. Oh. But now I kind of watch, kind of want to watch semi-pro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 
I think you should. Why not? Yeah. I think I've seen it. Yeah. I Nobody, I mean, that. I think I think probably, I don't know that anyone who's seen it actually remembers it, so it's definitely worth watching it again. I've definitely seen it and forgotten it. Me too. Um, much like the protagonist in Upload, <laughs> who forgot some stuff, and also I forgot what happened in that show. Uh, wait, no, that's a better segue. Much like uh, the show Upload, which I watched and forgot all about. Um, yeah, let's go with that. You guys uh, seem to like, last year you really liked Upload? I still the like first... Upload. I do, I'm still enjoying it. Oh, I, I mean, it was fine. I, I didn't love it. It was fine. It is fine, but like compared to uh, Space, Space Force? Space Force, yes. Much, much better show. Also, it's just charming. Like, you have to admit, Robbie Amell is kind of... He is hot. Very hot. But he's also he charming. A, he was in a movie called uh, Duff, and I just like was smitten with him. He He's like, shirtless in both of the Babysitter movies. Oh, is he? And it's kind of their main selling point. It's very, mm-hmm. it's also very charming. The babysitter movies. Yeah, they're like horror movies where Samara Weaving is like a demonic babysitter, and oh. she's one of her friends who they are. They're all like trying to do a blood sacrifice to like summon a demon or something. Um, and but the kid that they're babysitting witnesses it, and then the first movie is the kid like accidentally. It's kind of it, it's sort of a parody of like of those kind of horror movies where the kid is trying to escape from this like teenage demonic cult um only he keeps accidentally killing them and then the sequel is them coming back from hell to try and finish the ritual um but so it's Robbie Amell is like the dumb jock character who's just for absolutely no reason shirtless the entire time and everyone's commenting on it um and he's great (laughs) I forget do those are those the movies that have anything to do with Jonah Hill and David Gordon Green? Absolutely not. I don't think so. No, All right. no. it's a different no. babysitter movie. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I thought like Mick G directed them. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That directed the babysitter movies. They're just yeah. Oh. Like yeah. Anyway, uh, upload. It's cute. Come on. It's funny. It's oh, cu- oh, sure. I'll give it cute. Okay. So the premiere episode was directed by Dee Rees. Yep. Uh, wasn't expecting that. She did Mudbound. Um, and now the Much premiere episode. Much better than Upload. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, okay, so this is what we were talking about this earlier. So speaking of, so if Dan was confused by actors named Brit, I was confused by actors who look just like Mark Feuerstein. Is that how you say his name? So, the guy from Royal Pains. Right. So, there's a new character. So, Upload starts, and uh, if you don't remember, because, again, like, not many people did, uh, you found out last season that uh, the main, Robbie Amell's character was uh, had been murdered, and so, and his memories had been wiped, but, like, he, he kind of, like, he remembers and then he gets downgraded but then his girlfriend claims that she has like killed herself to also be uploaded to this fake afterlife to be with him uh meanwhile his like customer service person nora who's been helping uncover what had actually happened to him um 
somebody tries to kill her, so she goes into hiding, and she ends up finding herself in this, as season two starts, she's found herself in this community of Luds, Luddites, uh, who are working to take down the upload program. And one of the group leaders there, who's named Mateo, who was driving me nuts, because he just has that face that looks like he's been in like every sitcom you've ever seen. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like that very like standard face. And so I was trying <laughs> to place it and I was like, "Oh, it's it's that Mark guy, the guy from Royal Pains." It isn't him. It's the actor who played his brother because he looks so much like him. Right. So they literally do have the same face basically. Um but anyway, so he's in it, and he's probably... I'm pretty sure he's evil. I have not seen as many episodes as Dustin did. Am I right? Um, you guys uh, No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's evil evil, but he's definitely on the bad side. He has his own agenda. Yeah. Right. He's using Nora. Yes, but I don't want to spoil anything. So All I'm right. Not gonna... Well, that actor is Paulo Costanzo who was in the hit sitcom Joey, which went for two seasons and off of Friends. He played Joey's cousin? Brother? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Which is weird, because they don't look anything alike. No. Um, he was also on The Expanse briefly, but his character gets killed off. Oh. Um, it was actually one of, the, one of the things that made me... He's like one of the first people who seems like main cast that they kill in the expanse so you're like oh they, they, they really they'll just kill anybody yeah um so that was cool oh um yeah so so the season she's with the luddites and and yeah and they're i don't know and and robbie mel's character gets out of the the 2g <laughs> whatever holding Oh right. So in a, yeah, and you find out that his girlfriend didn't actually die. She's lying to him to get him to to like guilt him into staying with her, and she's still like alive and doing the weird VR suit in her bathtub. Yeah, well, that um, comes to a like a very surprising head. Really near the end. Yes. Excellent. Because I'm definitely that's one of those like kind of comedic setups where I'm like very much looking forward to because the whole time is the whole thing is like now that you know that she's alive and doing that um, but she's spending so much time and doing VR in this upload she's letting her like real world life go a bit and so I'm, yes. I'm it's a great comedic premise that I'm waiting to see like when the other shoe drops like yeah I'm, I'm interested in that I think yeah it's a good shoe that leads to sort of like a cliffhanger finale, which is like, oh, God damn it. What do you mean, God damn it? That means there'll be more. Yeah, I suppose there will be. Did Space Force <laughs> end in a cliffhanger? Uh, not really. Is there going to be more Space Force? I hope not. <laughs> oh, well, I hope Greg Daniels can focus all of his attention on Upload. I agree. It's a fine show, it's and Robbie Amell is hot. It's very hot. It is. It's just. It's like. It's just fine. <laughs> it's a. It's entertaining enough. It is entertaining. 
And there's only seven episodes this season, and they're only a half hour, so it doesn't take long to get through it. I don't know how the two of you didn't manage to finish it all over the weekend. Because I didn't but remember that it was on until last uh, night. I think you, I feel like, Tori, you just like missed from like Tuesday to Sunday. I did, actually. I, lo- <laughs> I missed a lot of things, thank you very much, because I was trying to finish Hotel de Luna. And right. it was very, it took a lot out of me because my husband and I were sitting on a couch holding hands and crying every single episode. <laughs> it was very emotionally taxing. Um, it's just really, it was really touching. Hotel de Luna. Yes. 2019 South Korean television series. Yes. Which I should have known. It's Wait, kind what? of, it's like romantic. Um, and a comedy, but also like has these weird soapy elements. Like every episode ends where the two characters are just, you know, that thing that they do in soap operas where like a dramatic moment happens and the camera just cuts between two characters staring at each other while like music plays and then it goes on for too long. So that happens at least twice every single episode and is literally how every episode ends. Um, just the two main characters staring at each other while the camera cuts between them, mm. but like does it from weird angles. Like it'll suddenly be like the camera's behind a bush, the camera's like over one character's shoulder, the camera's like it tries different things to like, and so the the moment of them just like staring at each other goes on and on and on. Um, Wait, this I'm getting this right. This is the Korean show. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh... It's about a hotel for ghosts. Oh, okay. Um, but then the woman who runs the hotel, who is a ghost-ish, um, and hires a human manager to handle, like, things that need to happen in the human world, and they totally have, like, a will they or won't they, Mm. and it's very charming, and also weirdly sad sometimes. The 16th highest rated Korean drama in cable television history. Yeah, I mean, it, look, it's not Squid Game, but it's good. And like I said, well, the only I mean, problem with it is that every episode get... is like an hour and 25 minutes. And you're oh, like, God. why? No, they're just, oh. you don't, don't make me want. They're gonna... long. And it's like part of the reason they're long is that there are so many extended shots of characters just staring at each other. Like it is genuinely like a supernatural romantic comedy. But then with just enough soapy elements that I'm like, what are you? Oh, yeah. Jesus. But it's Every a lot of, it is, is a lot of fun. 73 to 94 minutes. That's too long wow. for an episode of television. Yes. It also was when, huge. But then when you're yeah. watching it, you're like, ah, oh, I just never want it to end. And I'm just going to sit here and cry just so much. <sighs> My husband was crying. I was crying. <laughs> Somebody would say something romantic, and my husband would be like, I think that about you. And I'm like wiping snot on my arm. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And apparently that was more important than upload. Look, you got, I had to finish it so I could make room in my heart. I get it. Yeah. And my viewing schedule for other things. That makes sense. Yes. And it's over Here. now, and I can, I can refocus my energy. Your heart might have been swollen from it when you started watch upload. Maybe I was I was, I was being too generous. <laughs> I'd been tenderized. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> that's fair. I'll give you that. So anyway, that's Hotel de Luna. Definitely not a, a tangent. Not a tangent. Nope. Planned. Just 
the whole time. Just like this next segment is also very planned. Uh, wait, we're at the right place, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's time for the fiscal first quarter categorization challenge round three. Uh, wow. We're down to eight shows and uh, no wild cards this week. So we'll, we'll, as far as we know, the one of these eight shows will be the show that we end up watching uh, in July. Um, uh, also, there was some confusion last week from a couple listeners where they were wondering if they could vote. Uh, the answer is no. no. This is no. us. No, no absolutely not. Ourselves. So, you can't uh, make it. Maybe someday we'll do something where listeners can make us watch something. But yeah. right now we're still trying to hammer out us making each other watch something. Right. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Uh, first matchup. I feel like this is going to end up being way like a blowout, but that's okay. Uh, mm. It's uh, DuckTales. <laughs> Tori, one of Tori's uh, juggernaut shows up against Pitch, the plucky little one season uh, Fox drama. Uh, that was my pick. Aw, Dan. But Dan's going to have to switch sides if he wants DuckTales to win. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So, Dustin, you're going for Pitch. Oh, yeah. I'm going. You can't talk me out of that. I love Pitch. Yes. Um, I was actually very interested in watching Pitch, but not more interested than making, uh, I mean, giving Dustin the opportunity to, you know, become familiar with DuckTales. Right. Sharing Uh, the gift of DuckTales. Sharing the gift of, yes. Yeah. It's something I would like to bestow upon him. So So I have to stick with DuckTales. Right. Will Dan vote against himself? Well, so here's the question. Dustin, what is your, what is your best uh, uh, argument to Tori about pitch? Uh, Mark Paul Gosselier with a beard. Wow. Well, to be fair, from what (laughs) I know about Yeah, well, no, and from what I know about the show, that is literally the best possible argument you could make to me. <laughs> um, so kudos, like that that worked last round. Um, what I will counter with is <sighs> Jason Matsukis as a villain <sighs> called Steelbeak. And also, I need to re- reiterate that everyone in this show does not wear pants. <laughs> it is a children's cartoon, but like, just let's, you know, All you're right. still imagining right. David Tennant as a duck without. I'm pants. going to switch just to get this over with. Wow. Just, just to get the wow. duck. Wow. Because no, I love Manzukas and I love David Tennant. And I feel like it's <gasps> and inevitable. And you love Ben Schwartz. It's got Yasmin in it. I feel like this whole fucking thing is inevitable and I'm going to have to watch DuckTales at some point anyway. So let's just, let's just. Well, no, but now you're just stealing Dan's thunder. No, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. I'll also Dr. go for Pitch. DuckTales. It's going to be a sweep. That's that's the best way to go yes. about this anyway. So. Yes. DuckTales moves on. <laughs> uh, also because DuckTales also provides us with what will be the worst matchup next week. Uh, if things go the way I think they're about to. Um, so I'm not ready. Uh, next matchup is Justified, <laughs> which was uh, a Tory uh, a mistake. It was a Tory mistake uh, versus uh, Enlisted, which was a Dustin nominee. <sighs> um, this is an easy one too. 
is I it? love enlisted so much, but I'm not voting for enlisted. <laughs> Justified is the perfect show for this venue, for this format of, it's just ideal for discussing in a podcast. Particularly with someone who hasn't seen it. That's why I picked it. I know. I, it's just you're, suppo- you're not supposed to agree with I can't, me. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, as much as I love Enlisted too, uh, I think, uh, if nothing else, I mean, I want the chaos of the Justified versus DuckTales next week. Oh, yeah, that'll you be fine. Can, you and I could both <laughs> go for Enlisted and we'd be fine. You have to vote chaos. Right, but the, the, the problem is that if, if you did that, if we did that, then I feel like Enlisted... I could be convinced to move enlisted past DuckTales and then we're <gasps> then we're in like an insane like that doesn't Yeah, but there's sense. no way that DuckTales would move past Justified next week. I don't know. That that There's no way right. enlisted right. would no, move we're, past. No, we're going full DuckTales. chaos. I will go I will vote for Justified. Okay. That, I mean I'll, I'm also voting for Justified, so. All right. So it's another another sweep. This is so weird. We're all agreeing. It's mm-hmm. it's confusing. Um, I'm not comfortable with this. So DuckTales and Justified make it to the to the final four. Wait, is this final what, like, actually being unanimous is? <laughs> <laughs> We've never done that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, I think it's going to get difficult here. All right. All right. So uh, next up is uh, on the other side of the bracket, we have Clone High, which was, uh, I think, mine. Yeah, mine. That was your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up yeah. against Felicity, which was Dustin. God damn it. Oh. Dan, you go first. Okay, well, I think I, I think at this point, knowing what we know, uh, we we need to we need to make sure that as many cartoons get through as possible. And I think that I think that Clone High for the podcast is a good like it's a good niche kind of show that people some people know. Other people will be just learning about for the first time, uh, and they're bringing it back. They're working on a new season or a rebooty kind of thing. So it's like th- this will this will also like like it's it's going to be back in the zeitgeist. It's relevant. in a way it'll it'll be relevant in a way that uh, Felicity is not. And it's Christopher Miller, mm-hmm. so yep. you know which which was the after party. Yep, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Lord and Miller and Bill Lawrence. Yeah, uh, it's and, kind of perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 13 half hour episodes no, no Jason I want to see it in the original but. I'm, I, I mean I'm not whatever I want to see it but not not at the expense of Felicity so, so what is your Felicity argument <laughs> okay okay I have a few arguments here <laughs> alright first of all it comes from J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves Matt Reeves of the Batman fame and J.J. Abrams of everything fame mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Garner was in it and then J.J. Um, Abrams actually made Alias thinking, I want to do Felicity only as a spy. And if you love Alias, you would love Felicity. I never sort watched of. Alias. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, neither have I, actually. I missed Alias. I oh. missed Felicity. Well, yeah, I didn't watch Felicity. And I never watched Dark Angel. I, I never watched that either. All right. And then I will say for Dan... Uh, Donald Faison is in this. Mm-hmm. Donald Faison is also in Clone High. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for Tori, I will say Rob Benedict is in this. 
Rob Benedict is in everything. But this was where he got his start. This okay. was his show. This is like, he, he's so amazing in the show because he's like the annoying hanger-on friend and just hilarious. So he's basically Chuck. Yeah, okay, yeah. And Ian Gomez, not that, I don't know if you guys know who that guy is. Yeah, but he's amazing. Ian Gomez is great. I love him. Um, so, uh, and, but here's, okay, here's the deal. It goes for four seasons, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the perfect length of time because they wanted to do uh, Felicity's College Years. Uh, it goes, I think, I don't remember, 13 episodes in the final season. And then um, they plan to finish it, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the CW or UPN or the WB, I forget who had it by then. Was this WB, I think? Might have been, yeah, WB to CW. Yeah. Because like, it was what? part of the transition, right? I think it's still mm-hmm. WB at that point. Oh, okay. Whatever. They they decide, we want four more episodes from you. But they had ended the show. She had graduated. So what are you going to do when you get asked to do four more episodes? They take a character, and this is totally a J.J. Abrams thing, and they cast a witch's spell. And they go back in time. So she picks one. She picks either... Ben or Noel, I'm not going to spoil that for you. <laughs> You're trying to really get us on the hook. Right. And then she finds out that whoever she chose was maybe not the best choice. And then this witch's spell takes her back in time, and she chooses the other one, and we get to see this sort of sliding doors version of that. For four episodes. Yes. So... Was the four episodes at the end better or worse than the actual official ending, or like the original ending of the show? I can't tell you without spoiling it. (sighs) And are you saying it was the an actual witch's curse, or are you kind of like is that? No, it was an actual witch's spell. It was a witch's spell. That's exactly what happened. They cast a fucking witching spell, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" But are we talking like? Because like this wasn't that kind of show, and they just turned into Charmed all of a sudden. Yeah, I was going to say, is this like Sanderson Sisters, like like Hocus Pocus witch, or are we talking like just tarot-reading kind of like like hippie witch? Uh, maybe a little of both, I would say. Hmm. And so it's so, so, it's... so if we did Felicity... You're proposing. No, I'm just trying to get this straight. So, like, yeah. how you would be picking episodes, but, like, the lead-up would be to a step to make us watch all of I that I want finale. to firmly step because this, really what the show is about, is about the love triangle. I would skip all of the episodes, for instance, about the Pink Power Rangers, uh, Search for Her Biological Mother, played by Jane Kaxmarek. Um, but like, I, I, the best sort of love triangle, because it's like one of, if you like Hotel de Luna, Tori, this is a love story of the ages. No, Hotel de Luna <laughs> is literally a love story of the ages. Like, no, but, she, she's 1,300 so years old. Oh, whatever. This is Felicity. There's a witch's spell. She's a ghost. <laughs> she's been oh, the um, All right. So so there's, there's Carrie Russell and a couple of guys named Scott. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to feel some kind of way about one or the other, but never both. Well, you're either a Ben guy or a Noel guy. 
and but there's absolutely no way to tell which one is which. What? No. You, what? No. You know the difference between Scott Foley and Scott Speedman. They're both very handsome men. <laughs> that is not a difference. That's a commonality. But uh, yeah, but Scott, but Noel is sort of the nerdy guy, and Ben is sort of the uh, I don't know. One's a werewolf, I, and one's whiskey tango. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, look, I am. Oh my god, I'm going to lose this. This no, is going to hurt. I hate that I'm so weirdly intrigued by this last season fiasco. Uh huh. Um, but I genuinely want to watch Clone High. So I'm voting Clone High. I'm sorry. It just, it sounds, it's like Clone High overall is the, like, sounds like a great show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure it is. But you know what else is a great show? Felicity. Felicity. Uh-huh. I can't believe that you've never seen Clone High, Dustin. I know. It's, 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 it seems like the perfect show other than the fact that it's animated. Yeah. It just seems like something that you'd, uh, you'd enjoy. You know? mm-hmm. I also just, not that I want to give Dustin any ideas, but like, like technically, Dustin is our boss, and could <laughs> could at some point just be like, we're watching the last season of Felicity. Right. Well, you so. can't just watch the last season. No, you know, God, it's just such. It's just like um, ah, just hmm, such a good love story. Like actually, a good love story because I kind of feel like if if she needs a witch to help her figure out if she made a mistake like maybe it's not it is no (laughs) but like it just seems like it could go either way oh treasure p henson was in it jane lynch (laughs) tyra banks is in it clone high moves on god clone high moves on and it will face the winner of this final matchup uh attack on titan which is a Tory show. What all this fucking animation? And the class, which is a Dan show. Oh, fuck. Right. Well, uh, you know what my vote is. Yeah. The I one know. that's not the cartoon. I know. Um, I know it's not going to win, so I'm just going to stick with Attack on Titan because I'm sorry, this last season has been so unexpectedly good, even though it's nothing like the rest of the show, and I'm just kind of obsessed with by by July or August, I'll probably already be over it. But right now, I'm like very much in an Attack on Titan mood. So well, here's the funny thing. <laughs> so Dustin has said in even I think it was last week where he said like, "Oh, the class will be fine. It's not like a, you know, it won't." He he didn't think it would be as good for the for the podcast, right? Um, and. I don't know if he's wrong as much as I love the class and want more people to watch it. Um, it, it might now, end up being just... Don't listen to me, Dan. Well, don't and also, well, and, and here's the other thing, is that if we got to a, a scenario where next week Clone High faces Attack on Titan, that feels like chaos. Oh, yeah. Versus like Clone High versus the class, I feel like Clone High is going to win. Yeah. Um, so... I kind of think Attack on Titan should move on. So are we saying our final four are three cartoons and just I mean, it, it sounds like a good, it sounds good to me. 
I just sounds like hell to me, but okay. All right. All but right. it also means that, like, look, I think we can all kind of more or less agree that Justified is probably going to win. Unless, I think it's still the favorite. Yeah. Depending on the wild card round. Right. Which hasn't been agreed upon or yes. decided in any way. <laughs> but I don't know how wild cards work, but would it just be like us just randomly picking something and adding it? I think so. Okay. But we got four, then you'd have to add four. and then I No, know I feel work. like we would just do a three-way, like all of us pick one. Oh, I see. A three-way. And then we just... <laughs> don't make it weird. Not, um, I... <laughs> and then we would just... We would have to argue between ourselves, and somebody would have to switch sides, and, we, and then there would be one outcome. And then we would just, at the end throw it at whichever one emerges victorious and see if it can topple it in an unexpected manner, chaotically. Yes. If that were to happen. Just, yeah. If. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe but, somebody will come up with a better idea. Yeah. But uh, even without that, the, uh, the, the final four is pretty loaded, I think. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh-huh. It would have been better with Felicity. You know, if there's no Felicity, there's no Fringe. You mean Fringe doesn't exist? That's right. Why? There's no Lost? No, because J.J. Abrams got to start there. Then he went on to do Fringe and Alias You're and Lost. You're saying that J.J. Abrams would not have succeeded if not for Felicity? Exactly. That is exactly what I'm saying. I mean, and let's be honest. The Star Wars think... franchise never would have come back. It was Star Trek. <laughs> no, no, no. He did Star Wars too. He did both, but like, it was Star Trek first. Sure. Uh, also, let's be honest. Like, Fringe is not the biggest feather in his cap. No, but you love Fringe. I do. I love mean, Fringe. Dustin. He had already written Armageddon. And also Gone Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah. without Gone Fishing. We wouldn't have had Fringe. I should have made Fringe. What if we had had one that was Felicity versus Fringe? I mean, I'm assuming Fringe would have won. Oh. Well, because you guys have never seen... You just... just, mm. I've never seen (laughs) Justified, and I nominated it. I understand, but you don't understand the uh, appeal of Felicity. You just don't... You don't... Oh, you just... mm. I mean, I, that's true. You're I, dismissing yeah. it as a CW show or a no, European show. I, or no, WB I show. love CW shows. Yeah. Nothing wrong with CW shows. I'm just saying, I really want to see Clone High. I, I loved the after party. I also <laughs> loved the after party. And Bill Lawrence, man. Ted, mm. Ted Lasso. It was up against some stiff competition. The, the point of this, Dustin, is that it's it's always going to be tough to get it down to... I think the point of this is to hurt me to the quick. That's not true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you know, in a fair world, Pushing Daisies would still be in the competition. That, that is true, yeah. Pushing Daisies, which is a perfect little capsule of a television show. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow lost in the second round. Somehow, mysteriously, not due to anyone's poor planning. <laughs> just, just an absolute, just you know. Well, now, now you know how brackets work. Well, do I? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I maybe. 
Anyway. I, the problem is, with the end of the episode, I'm usually pretty drunk. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the show. Uh, we'll end it there, especially because I need to blow my nose very badly. Uh, Aww, it's fine. And it's 11.15, but it feels like 12.15. That's because of daylight savings. Right. Wait, shouldn't it feel like 10.15? That's also because of daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Dan is correct, but Dustin is also correct. <laughs> Time makes no sense. <laughs> the point is, uh, we we've reached the end of another episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with more stuff. As always, hopefully, I will no longer be sick and can contribute more. You uh, did a great job, Dan. Oh well, that's not me fishing for compliments. I I really do. No, feel but I like... want you to know, you really you. You were a Hung champ tonight. Alright. Well, at least then maybe next week I can drink. So how's that? That would be great. Alright. Uh have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> na 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 you must whip it. <laughs>